Ohio Senpai. Welcome to Singles Week again, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I, I had to break it to you, but you're still single. This is there's nothing I can do about this. Your waifu, not real, doesn't love you. I'm sorry. I'm here with a group of other singles, Matt and Sergio. How are you? How are you doing today? Doing all right. That's good. I can't believe it is what it is. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. And, I, you know, I thought, what better way to start off Singles Week by reading a fan fiction for a very specific fandom that has a lot of single people in it. I'm not saying single as in, like, haha, you don't have a partner. I mean single as in they, they, all the characters don't really work in groups. They, they just kind of work alone. Anyways, look. I'm I'm talking about the uh, the single most uplifting, memeable, probably one of the bigger shonen of the decade, or last decade at least. My Hero Academia. I have gathered you all here to read a fan fiction called "I Am Home: All Might X Fem Reader," because you know I like self inserts when the characters don't act out of character and who like. Who doesn't like to have a loving husband? It's not my thing, but I'm sure I'm sure for somebody. Probably. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, Sergio, you're you're obviously going to be the female because you 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 play all the females in I do. our readings. This is a trend. Matt, do you want to be all might or do you want me to be all might? I'll be all might unless you all want right. me to narrate. No, no, no! I'll take care of it. I think you have a good all my voice. You got, you got the, you got the depth and the tone for it. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. I'll do the Sir Galahad voice from the Monster Hunter D and D campaign that nobody but Sergio would know about. Okay, I'll give you a thumbs up on that one. I'll just uh, read the description here. He really is the best, but that kind of intimidated you. How can you compare to him as a partner when he is always number one? You try your best to show him that you love and care for him, though it's nowhere near as much as he does for you. He always tells you that just seeing you smile is enough for him, but deep down, you want to do more. Oh. I do not own my hero or its characters. I'll see you later, sweetheart. I'm off for the day. Toshinori boldly states before kissing your forehead and leaving your home for UA. You didn't have work today. It wasn't an often occurrence, so finally getting a chance to have some quiet time was something you look forward to. Although, now that you've sat in the silence for a while, it was weird not having Toshinori's booming voice. He's so eccentric, but never boring. He's always been like this. And that's just one of the many reasons why you love him. If you're being honest with yourself, Toshinori has been the best thing that has ever happened to you. Not only is he the best hero to ever be, he is so sweet and attentive to you. When you're at work, he'll come by with flowers for you or some little gift to show you what he was thinking about you today. He's always bringing you food and making sure you're drinking your water. He'll take what little time he has to himself and spend it with you. You felt so special to him and believed it when he said that you were his everything. He really is the best, but that kind of intimidated you. 
How can you compare to him as a partner when he is always number one? You try your best to show him that you love and care for him, though it's nowhere near as much as he does for you. He always tells you that just seeing you smiles enough for him, but deep down you want to do more. It doesn't help that you're always judging yourself, especially when it comes to your looks. You're not ugly, but you're not anyone's first choice either. You'd say you're we're average in looks, but over the past few years you've let yourself go and have gained some weight. In your prime, you catch eyes as you walk down the street, but now it's as if no one sees you. That's how it was before you got saved by All Might. You got cornered by some villain attempting to steal your purse, but out of nowhere, the number one hero came and swept you off your feet. He told you that you were so pretty, so he f had followed you around a while and saw the villain try to attack you. His sudden confession left you shocked, but you had agreed to let him take you to dinner, and that was that. You still have no idea what he sees in you, but that doesn't stop him from telling you how from telling you often how beautiful you are and how he likes you just the way you are. The man literally worships you and it drives him crazy when you dress up a little more. About a week ago, Toshinori said he wanted to take you out for dinner at this nice restaurant that just opened up. He said it was quite fancy, so we had to wear something nice. He gave you his credit card so you could buy yourself a new outfit for the occasion, saying you'd Get whatever you want, because you deserve the best. You loved how well he treated you, so you go out and decide to pick up something a little more form-fitting for him. He has never seen your body as something to hide, and since he was nice enough to give you his card, you decided to go with an outfit that you thought he would like. It was a bit much for your taste, but you decided against your self-doubt and purchased a tight red cocktail dress just for him. As you both were getting ready for the date, you fixed up your hair and makeup and got the dress on. When he went to Toshinori to ask if he could help you zip up the dress, he got all hot and bothered by your image. Oh, where did you get this? He asked as his hands traced your back and his lips kissed your exposed skin. I got it today for our date. Do you, do you like it? You hoped he did judging by how he was touching you. Mm, my gods, woman, you can't do this to me. You're so beautiful and perfect. Oh, how did I get so lucky? His words faded away as his wandering hands attempted to take off the dress. Koshinori. You giggle and try to squirm away from his iron grip on you. We're going to miss our reservation if you can't control yourself. If you didn't really care if you missed dinner. Having him worship you like this made you feel so good, but you feel bad if you had spent his money just to stay at home. Damn it all, I want you instead. Stop it, I'm serious. You're gonna mess up my hair. You teased. Mm, very well, darling. He bit the back of your neck as he zipped up your dress. But don't think I'm not going to rip this dress off yours off as soon as we get back. He gave an evil grin and smacked your ass. <laughs> that night made you feel so loved. You felt so sexy as he stared at you all night, giving suggestive grins and touching you constantly. I also want to like just picture this as like this like skeleton decrepit Toshinori. 
<laughs> just the fucking skeleton man giving you these like bedroom eyes. You don't really remember how the dinner was, but you do remember exactly how you felt. How he made you feel. The next morning, sore from what you've done the night before, you searched online for the dress since he did actually rip it off when you got home and came across some sexy outfits. It was still asleep at the time, so you just scrolled through all the options and saw this rather scandalous maid uniform. It was at a reasonable price, and you thought of how he might like to see you dressed like this. Still riding that high from last night, you purchased the outfit, hoping to surprise him when it arrived. But when it actually came, you didn't want to put it on. Lately, your body image has been a struggle. Toshinori thinks the earth revolves around you, but even though he always tells you how gorgeous you are, you still have insecurities. When the dress arrived, those insecurities came out, causing you to put it up and forget about it. With being alone today, you thought you'd clean up the house a bit. As you start organizing things, you come across the package you've forgotten about. You pull out the maid uniform and ponder for a moment. You still haven't been feeling well about yourself, but then you remembered the red dress. How he was so head over heels for you that night, and all because of it, how it made you feel so good and sexy. Maybe this could have the same effect. You were alone, so trying it on now wouldn't be such a bad idea. You weren't able to try it on before purchasing it, so this would be the perfect time to make sure it fits before Toshinori finds out. If you ever decide to tell him you have this, as you get dressed, you find it's pretty easy to get on. The dress is just one piece, but it's so short your ass would just pop out if you even moved a little. The top barely covered your boobs to the point where even breathing too deeply could expose yourself. It came with some thigh-high stockings. You were surprised that they even came all the way up without an issue. Next was the little maid hat that you could just pin in your hair. You really wasn't anything spectacular, but you were glad that it ended up fitting. Now was the time to go look at yourself in the mirror. You looked at yourself and thought that you looked silly. It was all frilly and short and just too much for you. You try to get a look at yourself from all angles, twirling a bit to see how it would look. You wanted to see if you could actually see if anything you moved the skirt. So you move around trying to test out its limits. Even though you felt a little silly, you couldn't help but kind of like it. It wasn't that uncomfortable to be in, and now that you've got a good look at yourself, you kind of like it. You really like the stockings and even how the skirt exposes your ass just a bit. You remove your underwear to see how that would look, and you're not hating it. You feel so dirty and mischievous even as you put yourself in suggested poses. You want to take a picture, maybe even send it to him, just to tease him at work. As you go to get your phone, you see that Toshinori's phone is still plugged in. You must have forgotten it before leaving for work. Should you go by and give it to him? As you go to change, you hear the front door opening and the voice of a man. Hey, babe, I forgot my phone. You hear his booming voice coming closer to the bedroom. You are frozen in place. Shit, 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 shit. You're panicking, knowing he's coming straight to where you are, and he'll see you. Where are you? Are you in the bedroom? He's coming closer. The door handles moves, and he's opening the door. It's too late hey. now. Sorry for the sudden appearance. I'm just here to... He stops speaking as soon as he lays eyes on you. His jaw hangs open as he just stands in the doorway. You 
no idea what to do. You just stand there and attempt to cover yourself with your hands. You feel embarrassed for being caught and try to turn away from him. Don't. He says, still laser focused on you. You jolt at his sudden words, but do as he says. You stay still and watch as his eyes roam over every inch of you. His chest expands with deep breaths. He places his hand over his mouth, biting his index finger. He looks at you like a ravenous beast about to pounce on its prey. You're equal parts scared and turned on at just how intense he's being right now. He finally leaves the door frame and goes to where his phone is, never taking his eyes off of you. He picks it up and you think he's going to take a picture, making you feel nervous, but instead he dials a phone number. Now you're nervous and confused. Hello, Principal Nezu. Yes, I got it, but I'm calling to let you know that I can't come back in. There's something. He looks at you and winks. Personal that just came up, and I need to attend to it. I do apologize. Okay. Yep. Thank you. See you tomorrow. He hangs up the phone and then sits on the edge of the bed. He begins to loosen his tie, completely removing it, but keeping it in his hands. With an evil grin, he motions for you to come sit on his lap, patting exactly where he would like you to be. The sight makes you blush, but you proceed to walk towards him, tugging at your skirt so you don't expose yourself as you go. When you get to where his knees are, he leans back a bit so you can crawl atop him, straddling his lap with you, back facing his chest. You can feel his hard dick against you, almost painfully stiff and hot. You place your hands on his <laughs> knees, and he begins to he brings his under your skirt, chuckling as he feels that you're not wearing anything underneath, and places them on your hips, squeezing them as he leans close to your ear. Now, would you like to explain to me what it is you've got on there, darling? His voice is deep and low, causing you to shake from excitement. Chills go down your spine as his lips barely touch your ear and begins to breathe heavily into it, moaning with each exhale. I'm waiting. He bites your earlobe. I, um, I was just trying, I was just trying this on. You are breathless as you feel one of his hands leave your hips, come around your front, teasing your <laughs> swollen clit. Is that so? And where did you get this? His fingers delve into your wet folds, coming back up to your clit and rubbing it gently, making you rock your hips in time with his hand. I, uh, I ordered it a few days, oh, a few days ago. He stops rubbing you and takes the hand off your hip and places it on your cheek, turning your face towards him. You've had this the whole time and didn't tell me. He sounded angry, but it was in a loving, teasing way. He kissed your lips hard and proceeded to rub you faster. So you're keeping secrets from me now, aren't you? Oh, shit. What was the name? We didn't come up with a name. We didn't look. <laughs> abort. Abort. What's his name? Uh, 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 Mich uh, Michelle uh, Farmington. Michelle Farmington. Okay. So you're keeping secrets from me now, aren't you? Michelle, you know I don't like liars. He sits up, lifting you up with him, and he turns to throw you back on the bed. He grabs your hands and binds them together with his tie and pulls you up to face him. 
Mm, I guess I'll have to punish you for that. He takes your lips with his and then pushes you back down. You're shocked with how rough he's being, but you like it. You want him to toss you around like you weigh nothing. It thrills you when you see him like this. He begins to remove his shirt and toss it aside, and then removes his pants so he's bare in front of you. He stands so tall at the end of the bed, he's all muscle and intensity. He's truly a man of a man, and it makes you wet with wanting. His cock extends out, thick and pulsing, and he grabs it with his own hands and slowly jerks himself at the sight of you, letting his eyes fall right where your skirt has come up, exposing your naked, very wet pussy to him. He licks his lips, positioning his face right in between your legs and bites you hard in your inner thigh. You let out a moan. Uh, Michelle, could you let out a moan? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Of both pleasure and agony. Sergio's stepping on a Lego. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) It really did hurt. It will probably leave a bruise, but you didn't really care right now. His tongue found your clit. It was all over for you. He's relentlessly sucking you as you squeeze your thighs against his face, calling out his name as you come close to coming. You were so um. close, rocking your hips on his face, and then he jerks up, leaving you just before you came. You're frustrated and give him a dirty look. I told you I'd punish you, and if you don't wipe that look off your face, I'll have to spank you. He seems serious, but you're too frustrated being left without a release, so you childishly stick your tongue. That was a mistake. He pulls you by your ankles and lifts you up, and over his back like a sack of potatoes, he sits himself back at the edge of the bed and then puts you over his lap. He lifts up your skirt to expose your ass to him, and he gives it a squeeze before pulling his hand back to spank you. If you thought the bite on your thigh was hurt... You were not prepared for the sting of his hand. You cry out in pain. Sergio, step on a Lego again. Ah! <laughs> but it's soon replaced with the moans of pleasure. Oh. Had a, oh, wait, that's you. Sorry. Had enough? He asks, rubbing the spot he had just smacked. His handprint clear as day. No. It was an immediate <laughs> response. And you looked up at him, smirking. <laughs> You're challenging him, and you stick out your tongue again. He spanks you again, harder this time and in the same spot. Is that the best you can do? Big hoss? Felt... Big hoss. No, not the, not the return. <laughs> Big hoss. You felt villainous, calling him by his... I don't want to say hero name. It says hero name. Nickname. You felt... Hero name. You felt villainous calling him by his alt account. (laughs) But you couldn't help yourself. The thrill, the adrenaline, the lust you felt after being spanked like a bad schoolgirl. You wanted more. Needed more. So is this just turning into Sergio and Matt read hardcore porn every week? Because that's what it feels like (laughs) it's turning into. I don't know, man. I, I just picked one. That looked good, and uh, so far I'm being thoroughly pleased with the experience I'm having. All right. You little brat! 
he picks you up again and puts you on your feet so you're both standing up. He grabs you by your chin. You keep talking like that, and... And what, big hoss? You tease. What are you gonna do? He grins down at you and chuckles deep in his throat. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to shut you up. He lets go of your chin and shoves you down onto your knees, grabs your chin again and forces it open, so he thrusts and he thrusts his hot cock inside your mouth. You didn't know if you could take it all of take all of him, but he doesn't try to shove more than you can handle. But he isn't gentle either. He grabs the back of your head, his thick fingers gripping into your skull, and he thrusts himself into your mouth, having you take more as he fucks your mouth. You're enjoying this too much as he fucks your mouth and brings you and bring and you bring your hands down to your wet pussy, rubbing yourself as he does what he wants with you. You moan onto his cock and suck him, making eye contact with him. You know he's enjoying the view, and he trembles a bit, trying to hold back coming just yet. You look so perfect just like this. Ah, fuck! His words stir <laughs> on, and you begin to feel yourself come to a climax. You come onto your own hands as you choke on his dick. He pulls out of your mouth, spit dripping onto your chin. Did you just come without my permission? permission you didn't say anything about that when you began before you could even question him he pulls you up and tosses you back onto the bed he flips you over so you're on your hands and knees and he comes behind you thrusting without warning into your hold on i just want to preface this by saying this is the literature cunt yes yes what a defiant little brat you are today i guess i'll just have to this behavior out of you His hips snap into you with such force it's almost painful. His fingers deep into your hips, another bruise you'll have, to tom- you'll have tomorrow. He's so relentless that you can't even stay up on your hands and knees anymore. He fucks you right into the bed and you moan into the sheets. Suddenly, you get yanked back by your hair. He pulls you up to his chest and holds you there with his arm wrapped around your torso and his hand around your neck. His other hand comes to the front of you and goes straight to your throbbing clit. He's rubbing you again. You feel another orgasm coming on you. You didn't know you could come twice, but this new and rough way is making you want so much more. Toshinori bites down on your neck, panting into your skin as he continues to fuck to like this. You're both so focused on this feeling of being wrapped in each other that neither one of you can speak. All you can do is just feel and moan and breathe. Sorry, breath, I think. Is that breathe? It's fine. I think it's supposed to be breathe at the end. Okay. Yeah, I was was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's any breath. This was all that mattered. Your second orgasm is on you, and you cry out his name. Can I get a big hoss, please? Big hoss. Fights your neck harder as he finds his own, snapping his hips into you even more aggressively than you ever think he could. He growls on your neck, squeezing you to the point that you think he actually might actually crush you. He could if he really wanted to, but he slowly starts to release you as the high of his of your sex slows down. His arms let you go. You fall face first onto the bed, trying to catch your breath. He falls right beside you and does the same thing. Though, same though, he rolls over and pulls you onto into his chest, kisses your head, neck, and back into in between his deep breathing. He strokes your arms lovingly and tells you how pretty you are, how much he loves you. 
Oh, wait. I just realized it says starts to release. Um, hey, Matt, could you just scream Texas Smash real quick? <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it didn't have that in this fan fiction. Not going to lie. That's my one critique thus far. Wouldn't it, uh, wouldn't it technically be a birth control smash considering the nature of the attack in this case? Yeah, but like it has to be a state or like a, like a country. The, the Texas anti-abortion smash. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. The <laughs> Texas anti-abortion smash. The most powerful jutsu in his kit. You knew you had to get up and clean off before you got at the bed all dirty. But even though Toshinori complained about moving, he got up with you and helped you take off the maid uniform before turning on the shower for you. You both took the time to wash each other and after getting all cleaned up, made you some dinner, insisting that you go and relax until it was done. You shared the lovely meal and laughed at how silly it was that he called out of work just to stay home. Mm, I couldn't just go back after seeing you like that. I wouldn't have been able to concentrate knowing you were here looking as good as you did. Besides, I wasn't missing much, so don't worry about it, Michelle. He looked at you with such love in his eyes, but then he pointed a finger seriously at you. But don't think you can just put on any sexy outfit without telling me first. You both laugh and enjoy the rest of the evening together, cuddling on the couch and watching some TV. You see him go for his phone and he's smiling up to himself. What is it, Toshinori? You asked. Oh, nothing. Just browsing for some new outfits for you. How about this one? He shows you one that's basically string wrapped around you. No way in hell. You laugh out, trying to take his phone away from him. Oh, come on, it'll look so good on you. If I buy it, you have to wear it. You both lounge, or I guess long, and argue. Long. For some time, long, and argue for some time over new lingerie. And he ends up buying you a whole bunch without you seeing. So that every day for the next couple of days, a package comes with a new outfit for the night. Written by... Edited by Arabelle Baby. Arabelle Baby missed a few spots. Hey. Just a couple. It's all good. Yeah. So what what do you think of this piece? Uh, sure. I wasn't expecting it to go into full brat dom mode, nor was I expecting it to take a more, like, less, like, uh, power fantasy self-insert and more, like, a constrained, like average person approach well i mean sergio it's a it's a smut fic there's not much you can really do to make it well well what 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 i mean is is like 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 your your standard like wattpad bad self-insert will be hello i'm big dick johnson i have an 18 inch cock and my pecs extend 12 inches for my body like that one drawing of captain america my 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 waifu um ex-girl loves me unconditionally and in any moment she will suck my cock but this is like i'm an average person i'm getting older i'm starting to sag i'm not working out as much like you don't really see that in self-inserts yeah that's why it was like i when i saw that part i was like okay you know i kind of want to showcase that because it's not every day that you see a a self-insert that's like a little more down to earth but it's also like it's kind of wholesome in the fact that like even though it's like, oh, yeah, I have, like, image issues. There's still somebody who, like, loves you to pieces, no matter what you look like. 
I, I just thought that, you know, that was kind of wholesome for the whole fan fiction. And on top of that, I, I think that, like, for the most part, it was pretty well written. There were a few grammatical errors here and there, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, how, how would you say this is uh, comparing to that Game of Thrones one that you uh This read? one was a lot more wholesome than that one. <laughs> yeah, a lot less Game horny of on main. Fucked. Was it okay? Huh. I'm, I'm. I'd much prefer to read this a hundred times rather than read one more chapter of what Sergio found. No offense, Sergio. Should have read that the, thing. He uh, he self inserted into the dragon. Was the the guy's self insert? Oh, 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 okay. Well, if you missed that episode last week, you should definitely Yesterday. check that. <laughs> Yesterday, sorry. It's it's last week for us, basically. At this point, I'm I'm kind of out of the loop. I'm gonna be real. We we, okay. we sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was gonna say our episodes are recorded in a space time void where we have where they're just in a limbo of maybe we recorded it before, maybe we recorded it in front. Who knows? Yeah, the hyperbolic thick chamber. Hard to say. So uh, I think another thing that I just kind of want to ask because it, it is a self insert kind of week, and I'm not sure if we had any kind of conversations like this, but like, uh, just, I, I feel like, you know, self-insert is kind of like one of those things where it's like, you probably shouldn't do it. Like, is there a way that could realistically be pretty well done? Uh, technically an autobiography is a self-insert. That's fair. That's uh, I, very fair. I, I feel like if you're like, <sighs> like, cause obviously that what? I'm not sure an autobiography would be a self-insert, but all right. I'll let you uh, have that belief, Sergio. Like, if you're writing, like, a fictionalized version of yourself, like, think about that new Nick Cage movie that's coming out. I know he didn't write it, and I know he didn't direct it. It's called, uh, um, like, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's about a, a fictionalized version of Nick Cage, and Nick Cage is playing himself. Like, I feel like it also works in, like, that instance. I mean, because there's plenty of examples of people writing fictionalized versions of their life. And, like, I feel like it works for that. But... I, I don't think that you should usually do it because um, I, I think a lot of people do it like wrong because like you'll pick up a thing and then you'll be like, oh, this character is this person. And then it kind of dampers the work because you start to like see them interjecting things that are kind of like bringing the story down. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest problem with a lot of self-insert stuff is you'll find people will try to include parts of their real life into it that don't uh they uh, they don't mesh they don't work <clears throat> and uh there's one particular situation i remember um oh this is from a long long time ago there was one girl who would just write mountains of self-insert fix and the funny thing is she just does like the same thing Every fanfic, she, like, improves the world around her because, of course, she has knowledge of our world and how things are supposed to go. She or, she always has read and known everything about the fictionalized work before she gets isekai'd into their, into their world. Uh, I think there's two ways to do self-insert. In this case, where it's like, uh, you're the femme reader, you can kind of pretend like it's you but really since it's already written for you it's just like you're taking over 
you're imprinting yourself on an original character, essentially, in cases where it's character X reader, I think. And then uh, if you wanted to really do a true I am the character setting, be a character. Don't just make it you and then you don't change at all. I feel like again, you know, it, it, it works for choose your own adventure stories. Well, yeah, but those are also yes. like super open ended. I was I was more like talking about like specifically like this kind of sort of thing where the whole point of like the fan fiction or like the fiction in general is like you are like see like this is supposed to be you or like you're imprinting yourself onto them. Like, I feel like an example of that would just like normal romance fiction that you probably find like like old like older women reading traditionally at least uh because that's just something i've realized it's just like yeah every time i went to go see my grandma she was reading a romance fan fiction or romance novel or something yeah i i think it's it's fine making like a relatable character that you can like imprint onto like um like you'll see it a lot in like games where you have like your nameless protagonist who's like basically just supposed to be like you like inserting the 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 situation and like that's fine but like i shouldn't pick up a like a like like a star wars novel and like like i open it up and the main character is like uh um uh like matt uh levy for your last name and then i'm like he really likes thighs uh-huh uh-huh uh yeah, he he very he very he very specifically is beating up this this faction that I know Matt doesn't like. Like, you know what I mean? Because it just throws you out of it. Because it because because then it's less of a new character in the world and more the author's it ruins power the fantasy. Immersion because you realize it's just it's somebody somebody who's very clearly written that character to do something out of a gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, but, an emergent thing. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I remember vaguely there was something I discovered like a long time ago, which is like, it's it's sort of like a choose your own adventure fan fiction thing where like you can write a fan fiction and then have like options that people could choose to like continue the story. And like, it's a collaborative effort. So if like, if you just want to, you could just continue writing the fan fiction long after it's done. But um, I think that's something you can like turn on and off and stuff too. So. But I, I remember it specifically as like something that was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I, I, I'd be curious to see if there's like any, if I can find that again and see if there's any good like self-insert stuff on there. Because I feel like that would be pretty interesting to just kind of delve into because it's a different take on it. And it's not like you're just like saying things that you wouldn't say. It's just like, you know, or just like it's, it's purely just, yeah, I want to have sex with this character. So I'm going to write a fan fiction where I have sex with this character is like specifically it's like you you actually get to like at least have a little bit of choice when it comes yeah, I, to this I, whole thing i think for the most part if you're writing a self-insert you have to it should it shouldn't be you it should be, like it has to be the reader because because then the reader can't get into it if it's just like the author mm-hmm. yeah because like the, 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 just... the game the game of thrones one we did was very specifically the author oh Oh, well, like, like as, as, yeah. as, as the prose was being written, it was very clearly that I am not the person self-inserting into one of Daenerys' dragons. It is the author. Ooh. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I think it comes with a lot of kind of big asterisks and just like 
how you end up writing it to make it at least a little bit more open for other people to kind of enjoy. Um, I know there is a like sort of, it's kind of sort of a self insert, but it's not like a romance one. It's a, it's more of like a slice of life kind of one that I remember. It's very, very well known within the, uh, the brony space, which is already a big red flag, but it's, uh, it's called my little dashy in which, uh, somebody basically adopts rainbow dash as their kid. And they, they like kind of raise them up through their lives. It's uh, it's well known within the community because it's just like it's one of those like really sad fan fictions that just somehow got a really big traction to it. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to say, uh, for for people listening to this podcast, obviously, um, uh, I I am not uh, or we or because I was I was talking about um my dislike specifically we are not the grand gatekeepers of what you are are not allowed to do uh it's it's a free country in in america where we live uh you can write whatever you want like obviously we're just giving out our advice and like what we like or whatnot if you just want to write your own fantasies down on their your paper because that's just what you like to do go right on ahead it might not be something we like to read maybe someone else would like to read it maybe you would like to read it but just do, do what you want to do and take the advice as, as it comes. Like, we're not going to hate on you for just writing what you want to write. Yeah, if you just want to have fun writing whatever random bullshit comes to mind, go ahead. Have fun. Always have fun with your writing if you can. But uh, if you put it out for the public to enjoy and you want a lot of people to enjoy something, yeah, maybe think a little differently about how you would do it. Yeah. Main thing is just like, as someone who is very opinionated, and I'm not going to hide that fact that I'm a very opinionated person. If you want to write something, you are putting yourself out there. You, you like you can write it, you can write whatever you want, as long as you enjoy it. You know that's at least something. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you also have to realize that if you're writing it and you're putting it out into a public space, you might attract an audience. They might be fully endorsing your book as like the next profit. Or they might be coming to, uh, you know, just tell you how shitty it is. Whatever it may be, always like the one thing I want to say this is enjoy writing what you want to write. Keep doing what you want to do. We're just some randos on the internet who just like reading fiction and giving our food for thought. And even if you don't actually think that it's good, at least look at feedback please consider it because you never know you might find somebody who absolutely loves your piece of work and just says the right thing at the right time and sparks something entirely new within you yeah never know but that's all i have uh anyone else want to say anything any shilling that we want to do no um just as always, because uh, we've been putting out a lot of content, make sure you uh, check out our other um, collabs on other podcasts. Um, fanfic Maverick, Retro Fanfic, Fanfiction is good. Actually, uh, we're gonna be we we were on their shows, and their episodes are up on their respective podcasts. Um, and uh, look out for um, our appearance on the Gorge uh, in February, or well. This is going out in February. It will be later February after Singles Week is finished. Probably the episode that comes out right after 
singles would get finished. Go go check that out when it's out. Oh yeah, another another thing that I just kind of reminded of is, hey, if you like this kind of content, you should totally tell your friends, rate this thing five stars, subscribe to the Thingamadoodle wherever you're listening to it. Follow us on the Twitters at SYTYCFanon, where you can get up to date and all that good stuff. And hopefully soon we should be getting a YouTube channel where we will be just kind of making playlists of all of our long running series, mainly Chain of Memories. And uh, two of these guys here are big Warhammer fans, and they've been reading through the All Guardsman Party. So if that's something that you're interested in, and apparently I've heard it's very good, you should totally check that out because that's also a long-running series that we got. We got a long-running series of SCPs, including special guests such as Dr. Locke and uh, a few other people that should be appearing on our feed that I'm just kind of blanking on at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, Nikki Maybe. Laika um, was on the show um, just uh, a, bit, a bit before this episode is going to release. Yeah. And uh, I think you know, since you're in, we're in February, I'm not sure when this is going to be coming out. But hey, if you're at OhioCon, say hi to us. Yes, yeah, so this will be pre-OhioCon. So we will be at OhioCon February 11th and 13th of Columbus. Come check us out. Yeah, we got some we got some good shit there. Some really interesting panels and uh, some oldies that are coming back just for uh, another hoorah. We'll see what happens later on, but we, we definitely want to make sure that everything goes smoothly and we're making sure that all this stuff is top notch and we'll be seeing you guys next time on self-insert week. Hell yeah. And as always, we love you. We love you. I do this time.